Hi, everyone. Welcome back to You're Such a Catch. I'm Erin. You're in for a real treat today with the final episode of the three-part bonus series, Favorite Episodes Collab with Christy Katzman, host of the She's Unscripted podcast. This has been such a fun collaboration for me, and I'm gathering for you too, based upon how many of you have tuned in over the past two weeks. Because this was such a hit, I will be releasing some additional bonus content while You're Such a Catch is in between seasons. I'm trying to cook up something really special, really unique, and fun for season four, so stay tuned. I'll be posting some updates on social media, so make sure you're following me at You're Such a Catch. And of course, I have to give another shout out to my girl, Christy. Isn't she an incredible host? I hope you found her on social at Christy Katzman and subscribe to her show, She's Unscripted. You can literally binge her entire season. It's so good. Today, you're going to hear an episode Christy did with best-selling author Shannon Kaiser. This is the second time Shannon was a guest on She's Unscripted, this time as part of her book tour for Return to You, 11 Spiritual Principles for Unshakable Inner Peace. I hope you dig their conversation as much as I did. Shannon dropped some nuggets during the conversation that resonated with me, providing new perspective and encouragement to take action in our lives as we embrace the messy in between and attend class at Earth University. That will all make sense in a minute. So let's get to it. Here's unshakable inner peace from She's Unscripted. Welcome to She's Unscripted, where tearing up the script is not only welcome, it's the name of the game. I'm your host, Christy Katzman, and I'm taking you on a reclamation revolution to get clear and create the life of your dreams. Hi, Shannon. Hi, it's so good to be here with you. It is with great pleasure that I get to say welcome back to my show, Shannon. It's a, it's even more pleasure over here. I'm energetically hugging you right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Same, same, same. And you made my day when you reached out to be back on my show. And we're going to get into this because Shannon has a new book. But y'all, you know, I love Shannon. I recommend her books all the time. Friendly reminder, Shannon was on my show at the beginning of the season. And I really wanted to have Shannon on when I established my four pillars of reclamation joy being my first pillar. And Shannon's most recent book prior to this one was Joy Seeker, which I love, love, love. And Shannon, quick shout out to you because when you published that book, I do believe you were ahead of your time. Even Mm. since I started this season, it is wild to me because that is the pillar I felt like was most forgotten or undersold by people. All of my guests recently have started talking about joy on their own before we even go there, and it has blown my mind. But that book was already out for you, and I just thought, you know, when I knew that was one of my pillars, I knew you were my dream guest to have on to talk about it, and I feel like you've started a bit of a revolution. (laughs) That means a lot, and and I appreciate what you're saying because truly joy is really – one of the most important things. And I feel we have as a collective, as a group, even individually lost our joy. And I personally went through that, you know, four years ago with a devastating loss of my best friend who was my dog. And it was kind of a moment where I realized, oh my gosh, I'm here teaching about happiness and, and how to live your dream life. But how happy can you really be if you're not feeling joy? Mm -hmm. There's a big difference. And I think we kind of used to put them together and here we are, you know, look at the past two years and what we've 
we've been going through, joy is now what we're seeing the most important. I truly believe that when we tap into joy, and I'm seeing this in my own coaching practice as well, and you know with you, it's interesting because uh, when we choose joy, it's not selfish at all. It's actually the most beautiful thing we can do because that's one less person hurting on the planet, one less person in pain when we focus on joy, we're uplifting those around us. And it's not about rainbows and butterflies. No. I think that's the difference, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I love about your book so much, Shannon. I mean, they're beautiful and they're, they're, they're fun to read, but I do feel like you offer practical tips as well. It truly is an offering of a journey to get where yeah. you want to go. Yeah. I love that. I'm glad you bring that up because I think there's a lot of quick fixes and a lot of we're looking for that overnight magic bullet. It's in our culture. It's how we were raised. It's what caused me to have clinical depression. And interesting enough, as I was writing Joy Seeker, I was on book tour and I was practicing the tools and I was feeling very joyful. But I remember very specifically, I was in a hotel room after one of my beautiful talks on joy seeking and anxiety came in and crashed deep and I was having these panic attacks and I was like having a really hard time breathing and I realized this is a full on anxiety attack. And so what we have to recognize is that even in my joy of experiencing life, we can have these almost these uh, layers, if you will. That's what real living is. And I think we've been trained to run away from that. Don't look at the darkness. But as I share in Joy Seeker and the book that that turned into with that anxiety attack, you know, my new book, Return to You, it's about realizing that everything we go through is an opportunity to learn more about ourselves and each other. And it can be a beautiful journey and experience. There's richness. If we don't know what anxiety is, we can't really feel joy. If we don't know what unhappiness is, how can we truly be happy? So that's really what my work is. I believe the journey is the true reward, which is a Chinese proverb. You know, that's the tr- that's the trick. So no longer trying to chase that outside magic bullet and realizing we're enough as we are. <laughs> yeah, and it is a journey. I think any of us who are trying to go there realize it is a journey. I have to give people a little bit of a backstory, Shannon, because for those of you that don't know Shannon yet, and you are going to love her once you start digging in, but she really is known as like the happiness coach. I mean, she is sunshine. So Shannon, I can only imagine how it felt to not only have that reputation, but to be promoting a book about joy and unexpectedly get hit with panic attacks. And the question I have for you that we can get into is how you get your inspiration for your books. But I feel like it's really your life and almost that became the calling to what was next that you needed to share. This is what always fascinates me about people that can do this because in the moment, that's so hard because Mm. you're going through it yourself, right? And so I want you to talk about that a little bit. And like Shannon said, her new book is called Return to You, and it Mm. is all about cultivating inner peace. There could not be a more timely topic for the world that we're in right now. But Shannon, can you share about that a little bit? And at what point did you realize that that was going to become the next book for you, the the next teachings for you? I think it goes beyond the book even. Yeah. And you know, that's interesting. I I say I never have writer's block because uh, that's really the key for me. I, my own personal experience becomes the catalyst because I have to go through it. And it's so beautiful to be able to write because that becomes my therapy. I often will sit down in those darker moments. Every single one of my books started from a place of depth. One was grief. One was, I don't love myself. One was depression. And this one was anxiety attacks. But from that place, I start writing. I don't say this is going to be my next book. I write 
to heal myself. And through that passage, it becomes a process and it becomes this, what I often call is pivotal moments. And it's a pivotal moment in my life. I can literally go back right now in my mind to that moment when I was in the hotel room having this panic attack and realizing that there was so much richness in this because there was a lot of information and there's information in what we go through. And so for me, interesting enough, my ego at that time was saying, who do you think you are to feel so much joy? That's what it was saying. My panic attack was tied to this could all go away. You teaching your mission, making people feel good and helping them uplift their life. Like I had been doing this for almost nine yes. years at that point. Yes. And it came through. And I was like, what do you mean, ego? So I looked at that. I observed it. And lo and behold, flash forward about four to five months later, we were hit with the, the worldwide corona virus. And I was scheduled to go on a full speaking tour. Literally, it was my first year-long worldwide tour every month, a different country. And within days, 48 hours, everything just fell. They said, we're canceling, we're canceling, we're, you know, every country. And I was like, oh my gosh, everything is going away. But between that moment of having that anxiety and the four or five months after, I had been practicing the tools to practice how do you pull yourself into a place of calm when everything outside of you is chaotic. And I was not phased at all. I said, well, it's okay that these retreats are falling because this is a time of great inner work for all of us. And so I often say, you have to go inside your heart. And a lot of us were in lockdowns and a lot of us were going through so much. It was a grand opportunity for us to go deeper into ourselves so we can rise even higher. And I see we're starting to do the rise now. So that's the kind of roundabout, but pivotal moments. And then it really comes back down to knowing that everything you're going through is part of a greater plan your soul has signed up for. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. But like I said, I think that's a journey, Shannon. So <laughs> yeah, I just gave you the journey. You're, yeah, you're there. I think people are going. So I, I want people to really understand that, like Shannon said, she's been doing this work for nine years. And the other thing I love that you said, Shannon, is so much we want to see the big picture. And I think that story you just shared so well showcases you taking what was in front of you. Yes, built on what you also had already learned, but you weren't so focused on where it was going to go, what it was going to be. You were doing the work and writing about it and sharing about it as you were going through it. Yeah. And I think that's something for all of us. You know, I see this too with a lot of people. We want that destination. We want want to take the step unless we know it's going to work out. It's like, oh, do I really want to, you know, move forward? But this is actually interesting enough. I feel there might be a little bit of cultural conditioning. Our parents kind of taught us. We see this with, with our friends. But the truth is real life is the messy in between. It's about getting into the experience. And that's why all my books are, you know, about experience seeking. It really is it's an adventure. We are here on planet Earth. I call it a school. You know, actually, uh, Summer Bacon, who's one of my mentors, talks about in Dr. Peebles, we live in a school called planet Earth. And this is interesting because it's it's a philosophy of knowing that everything you're going through is kind of like if you were to enroll in, in a school, in a university, perhaps, what classes do I want to take? Maybe you want to take relationships, build your relationships. Uh, ultimately, it is about learning. And so I realized I was in a class of learning about inner peace and you can't know inner peace unless you know the opposite. So Mm. I started to see while I was in those anxiety attacks, although it was debilitating, there were times I couldn't breathe. I was trying to call my doctor. I was frantic. 
But in those moments, now that I look back, I see that there was grace with me always. And that's also the key. You know, you're always being guided. Yeah, I have to say, though, for anyone who's never had a panic attack, I have once. I mean, you literally feel like you're having a heart attack. It's terrifying. It does feel like you're dying. I I remember I couldn't believe when the doctor was like, no, I think you just had a panic attack. And I was like, what? No, you know? Yes. So I that is that's a big deal. I just want people to realize like, you know, you were really getting a jolt. I do love the perspective of thinking life of life as a school because it takes the pressure off as you and I have kind of been saying in this conversation so far, so many of us are sort of pre-programmed to think we're supposed to know going in and then live out this perfect life. But if we can flip the script and realize it's a school, we're Mm. here to learn. But I love something you just said, Shannon, that never occurred to me. We can choose the courses we're taking. We can choose the classes we're taking. I love that. I cannot wait to get off this call. I don't want to get off with you, Shannon, but (laughs) I I want to journal about this because... I, it's kind of what you're doing, but I never thought about that is yes. you get to dictate what classes you sign up for. It's I really exciting, too, because if you feel that you're in a situation and so many of us right now feel trapped by situations or the circumstances or what the world is telling us we should do. And I feel it's helped us kind of go inward, but it's an opportunity to recognize what in my life is not working. I have been going on autopilot for so often. You know, maybe there's this conversation and we're trying to hold on to what we thought we knew, but the world is asking us to release. And so when you say, okay, starting just with that question, what course? Do I want to take? Do I really want to focus? It's really about what is my priority. And you can shift at any time, at Mm -hmm. any age. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your background is. It's about knowing that you have the power within you to make those choices. And it starts from an intention first. So it's not like I said, I want to know. (laughs) You know what's interesting, though? I did say I want to know inner peace. But it's not like I said, I want to know about anxiety. I did not say that. Right. No. (laughs) I don't want to know about depression. It's just it comes through when you call out to the universe what it is you want. I'll give you an example. The year I wrote Joy Seeker, my number one intention was to feel authentic and be authentic. I wanted to just express authenticity. That year was one of the most troubling years for me because everything that was not authentic was rearing up relationships, Mm -hmm. things in my career. It was so turbulent because anything that was not authentic was coming up to fall away. And then lo and behold, it removed itself. And then I was able to have a whole year to write about inner peace. So it's interesting how it's all connected. But I'd ask anybody who's listening to uh, what course do you want to take? I I agree. I mean, because the universe will serve up the lesson, right? So you got to be open to the the course description might not look like you wanted it to, (laughs) but you're getting the course you signed up for. (laughs) Beautiful on the other side. So keep going. (laughs) And I do think it takes us some time to embrace that. And when we do, and I think that's why you were able to have that force because it does feel very much like foreshadowing, by the way, just you kind of going through that, you almost knew something was going to happen and you were prepared. And so I love the timeliness of this because I do think so many people are dealing with anxiety and I think somewhere we've always known that's an internal problem, but the pandemic the last couple of years has really amplified that for us because most of us have tended to externalize or ex- done external things to self-soothe or to think we're finding peace and having our external worlds really shaken up in a way that we could have never anticipated. And that is quite frankly, really scary, right? It's yeah, really scary, absolutely. has showed us how much that inner peace is so important. So I'd love you to talk about that along those lines too. I think you said this in your intro to the book and it really struck me, but we're basically constantly trying to fix inner problems, spiritual problems, 
with external physical solutions. And it's why it doesn't work. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really the key. I think we as a collective, as society, are going through a grand opportunity to really evolve as a species. And that means that we stop outsourcing our happiness and joy and putting it on things that really are just quick fixes. The new purses, the new houses, all these things we've been through, the hustle culture, none of that is working. And we are looking and realizing. And it was me in my dark, dark, darkest moment where I was dialing the doctor to say, I I can't, like, I have so much anxiety. I can't even finish my workout. I can't even think straight. I'm breaking out in a cold sweat. And I had this moment where it was like spirit or higher self or angels, God, whatever universe you want to say came over me and said, you cannot fix a spiritual solution with an outside fix. Now, there are times in my life where I I find that we are truly all on our own journey. And there are times where those were working. But at this particular time, and I think what we're seeing, we have to go inward. And I say, if you don't go within, you go without. What is really happening is an opportunity for us to look within our own hearts about who we are without the labels, about what we really stand for, what is most important to us, what is integrity to us. And this is a time to come together and unite because we are more alike than others. And what we're finding is through community, through connection, this anxiety starts to dissipate. And also when we listen to our intuition, our intuition will never lead us astray. I think we used to outsource that, you know, oh, I'll just go get a new job and that'll make me happier or I'll climb the ladder. But now we're we're starting to see with working from home or balancing more with our family, what's really important. So it is about prioritizing what truly is important to the human spirit, not to the human ego. Oh yeah, that's so huge. The spirit versus the ego. I just feel like that bears repeating. But even what you were saying about intuition, Shannon, you know, you're so right. It's funny because we externalize our intuition. How many friends do we ask their opinion of if we should do something? Even though our intuition might be screaming at us, like we still outsource our decisions because we don't trust ourselves. And as women, I think intuition is one of our biggest superpowers because you have, I know in the book, a quiz, which I think is really cool for determining what type of intuition you have, which I think could be super helpful. So everyone knows the full title of the book because I think it's relevant to this conversation we're having, Return to You, which I love. That's even what She's Unscripted is all about. It's a reclamation of self, but Return to You, 11 Spiritual Lessons for Unshakable Inner Peace, okay? And I pulled this tag, Shannon, that was in your intro that said, this book is a journey to help you regain trust and faith in yourself. So other than joy, the trust, the trust in self has been the other common thread that has come up in every single interview that I've done. And these are women of all different walks of life doing different things. But that self-trust and that going internal and listening to your own intuition, those are the magic bullets. It is. And it's so true because what we're realizing, the more we trust in ourselves, the more we believe in ourselves, and the more we start to build that relationship with the universe, with the world, the more we realize that the world is not out to get us. The world is not attacking us. The world is not a scary place. I think sometimes we have so much that happens to us and we shut down. You know, when you're younger, maybe you were being your true self. You were dancing or playing and someone said, you're too loud. You're you're just Mm -hmm. go sit down or stop doing that. And we learn at a very young age to try to fit into the world. We have to sacrifice and basically sell ourselves out. And it becomes more important to fit in. And there is a, a soul split that happens. And it really is 
a detriment to yourself. And so when I say return to you, it's about returning the pieces of you that you've lost either in your childhood or that person who said something. It's no longer okay for you to outsource your inner peace. And the way we reclaim it is by being who we truly are in our authenticity and realizing the more you you show, and I share this in Joy Seeker, the more you you show, the more you will grow, the more you will find your tribe. You know, your true tribe can't show up till you do, which means you have, it's, we're so scared. Like, what if I say, and I've seen this over the past couple of years, uh, many relationships have changed because we start to speak up and it's like, oh, and people are like, I can't believe that's your belief, or I can't believe you have this philosophy. And then they take it as a personal attack. Anytime someone outside of you is taking it as a personal attack or putting back on you, I can't believe you believe that, that's not grounded in love. That's not grounded in a friendship that you really want to carry forward. You know, I have releasing a relationship meditation in the book. It's, It's tied to my intuition knows what is true for me and what is an integrity for me. So I'm going to honor that because that is the most important thing. And as I do that, I will grow closer to the people who are meant to be in my life. And it brings you close. Like, look, we're together on this journey still. And it's beautiful because it's brought me closer (laughs) to people like you. And so the more you can listen to your intuition, it's also, I've heard this quote, it was floating around social media is, uh, you know, you really start to show up and feel joy and connected and inner peace when you no longer agree to things that insult your soul. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us uh, sometimes will just brush it under the rug. But if it really is something that's important to you, speak up or share or go into that process in your life and say, I deserve this and I matter. So yeah, it's all tied together. It's so good. I I think there's so much to say on that. I do want to touch on the intuition, Shannon, because I never really thought of there being different ways to be intuitive. Can yeah. you explain to ah. us what that means? Because this ties to the, so this is a return to you. You already know you. You just have to remember who you are. Mm-hmm. But this yes. is a big block for people. Yes. And uh, this is very, very common. I see this also in my life coaching practice, both of these. The intuition is one of the most important things for us. And that's why I created the quiz. And it's in the book. You can also go to my website, playwiththeworld.com and and take the quiz. It's so important. That's why I turned it into the book and the quiz. We have a style, a way that our inner voice or our higher self, if you will, will talk to you. Just think in your life. We've all had moments where Perhaps uh, it was a gut feeling, Uh, maybe not in your gut, but it's that notion of you have an inner knowing and maybe you went against it. You took the job, you got in the relationship, you invested and lo and behold, flash forward, you were like, oh my gosh, I totally wish I didn't do that. I should have. And you always have that moment where you think back, there was that red flag. So it's about learning to recognize the red flags and honoring them early on. That's really what it is because it will save you a lot of trouble. It'll save you a lot of heartache and it'll also help you just stay in your in your inner peace connection to your calm. And this is a, a process. So we have different ways. The way your intuition talks to you might be very different than me. One of the ways we can um, think about it is just think about when you watch a movie. You know, when you watch a movie, what do you think at the end? What do you say to your friends? Do you say, oh my gosh, the the soundtrack was so good. Uh Is your database full of music, right? Maybe you have uh, soundtracks and you're just like loving them. Or do you think the cinematography, the costumes, they were gorgeous. You know, think of when, if you watch the Oscars or something like that, what categories do you pay attention? Or the acting. I loved the actor. These are key signatures to your intuition, believe it or not. If you're focusing on the music or subconsciously even, that means your intuition talks to you through sound 
you get messages through your ears, whether and you you might hear songs, you're thinking about something, a song that reminds you of that person comes on the radio. This is your intuition. With sight, the art direction, the cinematography, you see things. Maybe you have pictures in your mind's eye mm-hmm. of, of future scenarios playing out. This is your intuition. There's also the the inner knowing. And it's a really powerful process. And then, of course, with the actors. So there's about your, it's really through our senses. Your intuition will talk to you through your, your sight, your touch, your sound, or, or feeling, or knowing. And there's a whole quiz that will expand on that. But that's kind of a fun way to think about it. And once I started to realize that, I was like, oh my gosh, my intuition has been talking to me in multiple ways because I haven't been listening. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? such a cool way to think about it. I've never heard that. And it actually makes so much sense to me because I always think I'm like, well, what do I think about? And I think about the story, but that's yeah, also that's... how my intuition works. I realize it's a knowing. I hear, I hear a voice that's not really my own. That's the best I could describe it, but that's what it's I think knowing. of when I'm, it's a knowing. Yeah. You're the clear knower is what I would say. And, yes. and something I will say with the clear knowing, and I have this one too, people in my life, they recognize this about me now, but it seems very odd and foreign. Like, what are you going off of? And that's why it's one of the hardest intuitions. And it took me literally three decades to understand it. Once I understood it, I realized you don't have to fall into the depths of addiction or depression or anxiety. It's just about building up that connection with self. And now that you know you have an inner knowing, there are different tools that we can do. Almost like you go to the gym to work out, you can go and work out your intuitive skills. And so there's different practices. So there's a clear knowing as to automatic mm-hmm. write, which it sounds like you like to do. That's a great one. You just set a question and just set your timer five, 10 minutes. Don't edit or work on grammar or handwriting. Just just let it rip, let it flow. This is your inner knowing coming through. Of course, there's different exercises if you get your information through sight or sound. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful process. I love it. And in my retreats, when I leave them, we do inner work on, you sit with partners. So starting to work with loved ones in your life is another great way to grow your intuition. I just think that's so cool, Shannon. I think because you know what? I assumed A, that everyone kind of had that knowing or the voice because you don't know how someone else is mind totally. works, right? And then I never thought about that people could be getting messages in different ways. And that makes total sense too, now that you're saying it, but it's just so interesting until someone shares, you, you don't yeah. have any context for that. And I think the last piece of this is kind of what we were saying. And I think this has been my problem. I've always had that knowing, but I'm having to learn to trust it. And this kind of goes back to what we're saying. And I think what kind of going through these principles is all about. So I'm wondering if you can talk about that, Shannon. And I I did pull a few that I like, but I want to hear from you. So I mentioned in the beginning, one of the things I really love about Shannon's books is they're lovely to read, but she gives you practical lessons and tools that you can use to actually implement these things in your life and see the changes that you're going after, right? (laughs) If we knew how to do it, we wouldn't need the book. So, you know, I'm always kind of shocked that I find there's a lot of books that don't do that. And you might leave feeling uplifted by the book, but you lose it because you don't know how to implement that into your own life. And so what I I love, and you've done this with your other books, like Adventures for the Soul, which I know you and I have talked about, Shannon, because that was such a pivotal book for me after my divorce. But in return to you, you offer 11 spiritual lessons for unshakable inner peace. So do you want to pick a couple of those lessons and just share with us so people can kind of get a taste for what this journey looks like? Absolutely. And I think on that point, we're talking about tangible tips. And I think one of the ways to really grow our intuition 
is to listen and ask yourself, what's coming to me today? What is my inner voice saying? Or just kind of ask the question. And let's say you have a struggle or a problem in your life and you're wanting to take a step forward. All you have to do is say, well, what what's coming to me? And then take one step. Mm-hmm. And it could be like maybe you're trying to get clarity on a new job. Should you take it? Should you really move across the country? And that's paralyzing you because that choice is unrealistic right now. All you have to say is, what message do I have right now? What What's my inner guide telling me? And it could be go to the internet. All of a sudden, you're being led to an internet site or you're reaching out to an old friend and picking their brain on something. The point is we learn the way on the way. And so the first tangible tip is really to recognize that we have to do one step at a time by listening and honoring it. And the more you do this, the more you build up your intuition. And so this is actually part of lesson. As we said, if you don't go within, you go without. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important lesson. One of the lessons I really want to bring up is that your soul has seasons. And I find that before I understood this and before I started teaching this, I was very frustrated by the downs in life, if you will, if you call them downs, you know, the anxiety attacks or the the depression. I felt like I was off track. I felt like I was behind. I felt like I was not fixable. But what we start to recognize is that our soul, just like seasons on earth, we have parts of our life. We are always growing. To be alive is to be on a personal growth journey and to be in different layers of it. There is no end. There's no fix. We're always wanting to get to the next. So your soul has seasons means that sometimes you might be trying really hard to make something happen and it's just not happening. It's because you're in the season of winter. As a collective, the whole entire planet of humanity has been in a season of winter. Mm -hmm. We have been trying to make things happen. How many vacations have been planned that couldn't follow through or, you know, everything is not flowing. And so what this really is, and I take you through a process of key inner questions to ask ask of what needs to be released in my life. We can't move forward when you're in the, in the season of winter, if you will, in a phase where the things that you have are no longer working. This is why in nature, they drop the leaves and you know they kind of go into a dormancy, but guess what springs after that? Mm-hmm. So if we start to hold on and we see this in our own business, right? Look at the phases of your business. It's like the next evolution. What wants to be birthed? What wants to be kind of carried through? So that's one lesson that's really powerful. Love to talk about that one. I'm glad mm-hmm. that you pulled that one, Shannon, because that was one that I highlighted too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one that I think I've just come to embrace. And I happen to have just read this book called Wintering by Catherine May. And it's similar idea that we go through these seasons. She is talking about winter, but she's also talking about the dark times in life. And that was really pivotal for me as well, because I think every time I found myself in a down slump, which pretty much all of last year was a downturn for me, I was doing the same thing as you. I was almost berating myself, like, I'm never going to change. I'm never going to change. When you can start thinking of it as being cyclical, it's just a season. Yes. That is very liberating. You're not defeating yourself before you even start. But to your point as well, there's specific work to be done during these Mm. seasons. And if we can stop fighting them, we can actually lean into them and get the benefits for what they are versus seeing it as something, quote unquote, bad, right? We're always labeling things good or bad. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so when I saw that one, Shannon, that's why I'm so glad you pulled that one because I was very interested in that because I think this is a big one for people. And I think a lot of people have yet to realize or embrace this concept. And to Mm -hmm. your point, after the last couple of years, I think that one alone could be very useful for people. Yeah. And it's interesting. You you nailed it. It is uh, the resistance. We resist what we're in and we're thinking, oh, and, I, and I'll share even in our personal journey for me, when I started to, it was, a, it was right before 2020 kind of started. I was done with Joy Seeker as far as the tour. And I felt this inner kind of knowing as that's my intuition style 
that I was starting to open up to a deeper sense of self. And I was going much deeper with my content. I was starting to use, I was always been a spiritual person, but I started to use more spiritual language. Like what is collective consciousness? Like Mm -hmm. that was a word that many people haven't heard. I went through a phase where I started to feel a little bit terrified. I'm going to lose my audience that I feel so connected to because Mm -hmm. I've been like, oh, personal help, let's focus on joy. But now let's really go into the inner work and be spiritual ascended beings. And uh, there was a moment and then I started to realize I am in a season of your soul. There is a little bit of fear if you're trying to hold on to what you had. And then I had a moment when I was in in meditation and it was interesting because it was a clear voice. It was like, again, guides or higher self or spirit, whatever you want to kind of attribute to. And it said, you're not giving your audience enough credit. They're growing Mm -hmm. with you. And I realized that it was my ego that was trying to say, oh, it's all about you. You're going to be too spiritual and you're going to alienate everyone. That was not it at all. We are all on a personal growth path and we are all in different seasons. And so as soon as I recognized that, I I realized that the right people will come along. And it's not about amassing masses of followings or anything. It's about resonating with the people who can really truly get you. And I would never deprive myself of my own personal growth. And I would never want anyone who reads anything or listens to any of our content here. So for, for what I'm getting at, here. And this important story is that we have moments of fear when we're going from one phase to the other. But as soon as we recognize that we are being guided and protected by our future self, by our soul, we can gracefully step forward. And that's where really the next kind of lesson would come in. And it's this idea that the universe really does reward motion. Sometimes we sit paralyzed, like, I don't know what step to take. All you have to do is one step today. And that's where your intuition comes in, Mm -hmm. one step. And as you do that, you get more clarity. You know, it's a beautiful process when you start to just be in the joy of the journey. Those are so good. And I, I want to specifically call out because I think you mentioned a few of the principles there, Shannon, and I love them all so much. And I'm going to have you come back to this one. But the re- to receive, in order to receive, you must release. That one really hit home with me. And I know you just touched on that. And then also, as Shannon was just talking about, faith is freedom from fear. And that's what she's talking about of, you know, trusting where you're being guided and trusting that the next step will come. And then I believe one of them is about motion, right? Taking action. Yeah, the universe rewards motion. But I will say that one of my favorite is probably faith is freedom from fear. And this is lesson four. And it's interesting because in my own personal journey, when I was writing the book, I live in Portland, Oregon, just outside Portland. And we were going through some wildfires, devastating wildfires at the time. You might remember, Uh, we don't get that up here. It's a wet climate. Mm -hmm. And so it was very on top of the lockdowns. It was very traumatic in the sense that we had the worst air quality of really the world for some Mm. days. The the, the sky was blood orange. And I think people who live in places where they've experienced this, they know. But if you don't, it was shocking and it was terrifying. And I was in full-blown freak-out mode. Mm -hmm. I started to doomsday scroll and I went into like the darkest, like what's going to happen? Oh my gosh. Like, and, And I had to catch myself. And I realized by in writing that chapter, Faith is Freedom from Fear, that when we have faith, uh, we are connected to a power greater than ours. And it, it's not about religion as much as in if, you know whatever you believe in, that's perfect for you. What it really comes back down to is our connection to knowing that we are always guided and we are always right where we need to be. And it led me to the book, A Course in Miracles. And I opened up to, I was in this frantic state of panic and the book literally kind of fell. I opened, I just felt right guided. My intuition led, it said, open the book. And I, the passage I opened was, you can choose to see peace instead of this. That's it. That's it. And just in reading that, I was like, 
I can choose. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> what am I looking at? So we got what we focus on. So faith, freedom from fear is about focusing on on the faith versus fear. We can truly transform our fear with the faith in ourselves, the faith in the world, and the hope that we are working towards a better future, and uh, your connection to your higher power. Correct me if I'm wrong, Shannon, but I believe you said this, right? You said that we have a choice of basically choosing mm-hmm. faith or choosing fear, which is going to give us peace or not peace, right? But I love that idea of it being a choice. Like I think so Mm -hmm. much we feel like it's not in our control. And this isn't about control, but it is about choosing how you see things. That is life-changing. It is. And, you know, I start the book uh, from a quote from Stephen Richards, and he says, our level of love or our level of fear is going to determine our state of the reality. That's truly what it all comes back down to. What are we focusing on? And we it's about giving you the tools to help you realize you can focus and be the love. Yeah. Because our reality is is uh, unfolding every moment. I will say what is has no bearing on what will be mm-hmm. as well. And I think sometimes we look out and it's like, oh, we've been in this situation for so long. But tomorrow is unwritten. The rest of this afternoon is unwritten. You get to really kind of reclaim your power and say, you know what? What course do I want to be in? You know, I'm going to choose faith over my fear and and I'm going to take action. So it really becomes like this process and philosophy for living. That is such a good point, Shannon, because I think where maybe our mind would tend to go negative, we can actually take it to the positive. I mean, I think any of us can think back in our lives and think of something that did change in an instant and let's go in the positive direction. But it's so true. You truly never know. But certainly in the meantime, you could be choosing your mindset and how you're approaching things. But I love that idea because I do think that's why people get stuck, especially as we get older, because they think this is how it's always been. This is just Mm -hmm. how my life's going to be. And one of the big goals I have in the work that I'm doing is to make people realize that's not true. It's never too late. You can always change. You can always go after your dreams. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel that there is a, a, I like to look if I feel stuck out for inspiration. And I too, when I first left advertising and was like, oh my gosh, I want to change careers. I looked out and at the time I was a little bit younger, but Looking at people who have done it at different stages, you know, uh, the founder of Hay House, Louise Hay, Mm -hmm. she founded, I think, it either at age 40 or age 60. I I, I can't remember. But Ellen DeGeneres, there's all these people you can look to who have had career changes past their 40-year mark, if you will. so many, so many. And it's, yeah. And I often say, uh, what's really interesting, I, I see a lot of people who are retiring now and they're thinking, well, I guess that's it. But it's like, I always say, and this is what, you know, gets back to what you asked earlier, what did you love to do as a child? What is a passion that has been dormant within you that maybe hasn't been uh, talked about? And, you know, I have a, a client that I was working with the other day. They're getting ready to retire. And he said, I, I used to uh, be in a heavy metal band. I was like, when's the last time you sang? And he said, 35 years ago. And I said, please give yourself permission to sing. That's all you have to do. And uh, not worry about where it leads. But there's a part of you that is left in your past and it wants to be reclaimed. Mm-hmm. This is also how we return to us. Yeah. So that that is the return to you, right, Shannon? Like those people that are mm-hmm. feeling stuck on, well, I don't know who I am, that going yes. back to childhood, how we came into the world and doing some exploration there. So definitely good. I, I want to ask you, Shannon, because I know I said I really love the principle of in order to receive, you must release. And we talked about that a bit. But can you say a little bit more? Because I feel like that one is a goodie. 
<laughs> it, yeah, it is, especially for manifesting, right? Yes. When you're thinking about mer- making your goals come true, we can do all the vision boards in the world and we can do all the mantras. And I love those, you know, they have their place. Yes. But what really prevents us the most from moving forward in life or getting to that next level is holding on to what is ready to be released. Mm. And this could be patterns, this could be habits, this could be relationships. And it could also be ways you're living that you know don't serve you or those around you anymore, but it's comfortable and safe. And it's important to recognize that when we let go, you can truly receive what you truly want. So if you think about what you really, really want. So for example, something that I really want in my life is romantic soulmate love, the partner that uh, I can really build a solid connection with. And interesting enough, I had to really look at, well, I want this to, in order to receive love, I was going on all these dates and going out with people. And I started to see a pattern. A lot of the people were either stuck in victim mode or Mm -hmm. stuck in a place of uh, habits or addictions or just not taking accountability. None of them, um, you know, I kind of became their sugar mamas. (laughs) Like none of them were pursuing their dreams. And I'm like, what is this? I'm trying to call in a high vibe person. And uh, interesting enough, I had to get really clear. What do I have to release? And I had to release my limiting beliefs around men. I had to also release my attachment to my identity um, as an independent woman because you can't allow someone else to come in and take care of you if you can take care of it all on your own. So it's stuff like that. And it's a beautiful process that I take you through in the chapter. But more importantly, we all have what we really want. And sometimes we build up safety and cocoons around our patterns and daily habits because it's what we want is actually more terrifying than letting go of how we've been living. So letting go to to receive you must release releasing is really about releasing the parts of you that are not really you but are grounded mm. from a place of uh you know fear so let let those go that's so good shannon i mean it's like literally cleaning house right you're literally clearing space <laughs> yes. but i'm so glad that you brought in dating because i think a lot of people have that one and and have a very similar frustration I love the examples you gave of what you realized you had to release because I think those are also going to, those hit home with me. And I think Mm. those are going to hit home with a lot of my listeners. So I I love that. And, you know, relationships, that's a big dream for a lot of us still to have that great partnership. So great way to, I mean, this could apply in a lot of ways, obviously, you guys, but I, I think this is an interesting point Shannon brought up about looking at your love life. And I think a lot of us hold a lot of limiting beliefs there. And if you're not examining those and letting them go, surprise, surprise, most of us do tend to seem to get the same date, even though he looks different. He's got a different yeah. career. Well, isn't it the same freaking pattern that's showing up? Yes. Yes. Until we ask ourselves, oh, right? Uh, what is <laughs> so it about bad. me that's attracting this? And it's not about at all, uh, you know, calling it or thinking that you're to blame. It's about doing the work from a place of, I want to really call in the right person. I'm committed to that. You know? Yeah. I love that. Instead of what is wrong with me, let's say, what is it that I need to release? I think that's yes, so good. That's exactly it. Um, yeah. And you've sort of been touching on this one, Shannon, but the last one I wanted to call it because I think it is the be all end all, but it's the last one that you share. Love is all there is. Mm, and it might be fair to say that all the work that you do Shannon is a is about this from different angles yeah it it really is I think uh I really discovered that love is why we're here no matter what and it's not about just the romantic kudo like oh honeymoon love we are all sourced from love and creative energy or creative source energy if you will And love is all there is, is what I learned in the journey. When we are anxious, we are actually, and of course in Miracles says, when you are in fear, you are relying on yourself, the ego self that we're we're holding on. 
But outside of us is this tremendous capacity of love from spirit, from higher self, from our friends and loved ones. A lot of people I know feel very isolated, but they have so much love in their life, but they just can't see it or Mm. feel it because they're feeling so disconnected. So what we start to do is we look at this anxiety that we're feeling in life, this anxious tendency to want to need something outside of ourselves will dissipate and disappear completely when you realize that you are love within you. So love is all there is, is you are love. (laughs) And then it becomes an extension of how can I share my love today? You and I are living examples of, of practicing love because we've built a career and of being of service because we love contributing. So we love helping. We also Mm -hmm. love sharing our stories. And so you think about what do I love to do? And it's not from a place of like, oh, I like to cook. So what is she saying? I need to go make my own (laughs) restaurant. Not at all. I mean, if you want, go for it. I can't wait to come to your restaurant. Call me up. (laughs) But what I'm saying is we need to give ourselves permission to practice more joy each day in the things that bring us joy. It's just like the person I shared who who is going to start seeing again. This is what love is. And when you start to do what you love, you uplift everyone around you. You uplift yourself in that Anxiety goes away because you realize we've been taking life so seriously. We don't Mm -hmm. have to. The fear has no place when you're living from love. Well, I'm curious, Shannon, obviously you had to go through this journey yourself to write the book and come up with the principles. And there's a lot of other cool things in there, like life truths, which I'm going to have you share a couple of those, because Mm -hmm. I I think you've done this in different ways, like in Joy Seeker. And it's like my favorite part, these little gems that you pull out and they're sort of highlighted on the pages. (laughs) I've been known to flip through just to see the gems. But I am curious, how has this journey affected you, Shannon? How have you leveled up, I guess I want to say, and how is life different for you now? And then even beyond that, the book is just getting released, right? What's your hope that this does in the world? Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful because each book I write, I truly write to go on a journey for myself and help heal myself, but then it becomes a gift to the world and now it's out in the world. So it's it's a beautiful gift. And for me, the most profound change, and anyone who knows me personally has has seen it firsthand, is the awareness of groundedness that I have and peace in, in my process. I'm no longer grasping outside of myself and I'm no longer reaching and I'm no longer tied to anything outside of myself. Everything I do starts from a place within. And from that place, it extends outward. So you almost become a magnet to what you want versus trying to get it outside of you, whether it's getting more clients or growing, reaching the book to more people, or whether it's just feeling more connected to life in each day. So the biggest shift that I've seen is is my ability to stay calm and grounded no matter what's going on outside of me. Now, I will say, and I must say, this is not a 100% of the time. Like I had a frantic call to my best friend two days ago, like, ah, you know, about a situation. And she's like, take a breath. And I did. But the difference is I pull myself back within minutes versus days of cycling into a dark abyss or even months of feeling like that, ah, I'm I'm never going to change. It's moments. And so you catch yourself because it's impossible to think that we are going to be fixed and have Zen-like Buddha all the time. But the goal is to recognize that you can live a life a whole lifestyle that feels like that because you have the tools now. So for me, that's really been the most important shift. It's helped me 
get more confident as well with who I am in the world. Of course, I've returned to me and I am a, a spiritual being having a human experience. And I, you know, Wayne Dyer and many spiritual teachers talk about that. So for me, it's no longer, I, I'm not worried about saying the word faith or talking mm-hmm. about my spirit guides anymore because they are a big part of my life. And so it's just about an encompassing more of what really resonates for me and inviting people to find what resonates for them. I'm by no means saying, hey, go talk to your, your angels if that feels good. Awesome. But what I'm saying is you have a path for you. Let's get you connected to it. Mm. And that's where the life truths come in. It is so important for me to design my books uh, in a way that are digestible for wherever you are in the moment. I truly believe everything's energy. So with each book, I always want it to be like, maybe you open it up and you get the message you need right then. And it's designed in a little bit of different ways for each book, but also there's journal questions, you know, and there's also a process, there's meditations, but with, you know, return to you, I call them life truths. And I started to, when I was cycling and through my kind of anxiety and working on these tools, there were certain life truths that I was like, this is an unshakable principle about being alive. Like it's not even, it's not even a Shannon Kaiser quote. It is a spiritual quote, philosophy quote, science, health, whatever it is, it is a life truth. (laughs) And uh, the life truth is, is really like, for example, one of them, I just opened the book here and it's the more you trust and believe in yourself the faster the ego subsides. And it's like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. But when you really think about it, how much am I living in my ego? And that's why I'm not trusting myself. Mm -hmm. And so you start to dissect them and they become little, you know, if we are in a class, a a school, if you will, called planet earth, then uh, this is uh, something to think about. These are the mini lessons, if you will. Another one is uh, life truth. Your personal experience is the catalyst for being of the highest service to others. So as we advance through the book, it literally takes you through a course and you start in one class and you move to the next lesson. And then of course we, we graduate to love is all there is. And that's where that one's talking about when you truly realize you're the love you are contributing and source uh, helping by being of service to others. Well, and that one, Shannon, I think even goes back to answering the question of those trying to figure out who they are. That's such a goodie because it is personal and and the things that you've gone through and learned, that is who you are and that is what you can offer the world. Again, it's flipping the script from externalizing and figure out who am I supposed to be? Who do I who do I need to be? And it's just like, who are you? What have your life experiences been? So I yes. love that one. That's so good. Yeah. I was gonna say you pulled out all the tools in this book, Shannon, because not only do you have the book, we've got the nuggets of wisdom, we've got the quizzes, we've got the oracle <laughs> cards, we've got yes. the journal prompts, all the <laughs> things all. I love. I feel like this book is got it all. <laughs> it's so and, good. and that's what, that's the key too. I think for, for when you talk about where where you want to go with this book, I think for me me. It is a more encompassed teaching. Each book has been such a beautiful journey for me, but of all the books I've written, this is this is my baby, if you will. Mm. And and this is this is the one that is is a representation of Shannon Kaiser and my message and really my legacy, if you will. This is the teaching. It's really about being who you are in this world and knowing that you're safe to be that person. Ooh, that's a good one too. Knowing that you're safe is talking about being safe has been a big topic of a conversation for me lately. But don't you think, Shannon, that this book is so ridiculously timely? Can you even mm-hmm. believe? Well, I know yeah. you can. I know I you can believe so. that the universe served this up. And I, <laughs> I do. It's interesting because I wrote it through literally the most trying time we've ever experienced as a culture yeah. and for even many of our decades, really. And I practiced the tools and it was looking back, I wrote it during 2020 and 2021, looking back, 
I really had such a, a calm presence and demeanor because this book was my sanctuary. Chaos was happening outside of me, neighbors freaking out, family members, like it was fear and panic. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew I had to commit to this process. So it really saved my life. You know, I could have had uh, more anxiety attacks and led me into a darker place, but I sat down to write. And that's why all the tools came into play because it's not just, we never have one way of healing. We never have just, I think we put a lot of pressure. It's going to be this book that's going to fix me. It's going to be this coach. It's going to be this practice. But I have learned your tool of repertoire, if you will. One day I want to wake up and meditate, but tomorrow I might not feel that. But, oh, I got this journal activity. So it's giving us permission to return to us, which means each moment you are not a static being. You have lots of layers, lots of different aspects of you. So honor that and do what feels right in each moment. I feel like too, there's this overriding theme here of it's another opportunity for you to learn to trust yourself and choose what you need. So whether you intended that or not, Shannon, you've just served it right up to us. (laughs) But I have to say, I do think the world's ready for this. It's been a really tough two years. And the truth is, though, I still am seeing and experiencing a lot of anxiety around me. And I feel like people need something to get them started on this journey. And that's what I just can't get over about your book, just how perfectly it's coming out. I'll be so excited to see what people start to do with it and and take away. But I, I just see it as divine timing at its best here. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I truly believe that everything is divine timing, you know, and we always get the lessons we need. So I think sometimes we put a lot of pressure and this is the key difference for me too. In the past, I, it's not that I knew I was putting pressure, but as an author, it's like, I got to put, do good so I can get another book. I want this, my career. I've let that go completely because I know that I am enough as I am. And in this book has its journey of its own. It is such a beautiful book. As you see, you have a copy. And I trust now, whereas before it was almost like a little bit of, I have to do more and hustle. But now there's a a subsiding of a relaxing into all as well. And so Mm -hmm. I share that because the book is beautiful. It's divine timing. I'm so glad you feel that. But anybody who's feeling stress in their life, recognize that there's a divine timing to everything and you can relax a little bit. And as you do, watch how the things outside of you take care of themselves. It's so amazing. And I think something too, Shannon, the last last thoughts for me that I love this whole theme. And I'll be so curious because I'm keeping myself from asking you if you have ideas for another book because I want us to focus on this one. <laughs> but I, I really stopped myself because I thought, oh, I know where Shannon's at because I think I finally gotten there too. And it's this idea we're kind of talking about of trusting and, and being centered in that peace, right? Choosing to have the foundation of peace, letting go of eagle, be more grounded in spirit and allowing things to come to you. And again, everyone, remember, one of the principles is putting things in motion, right? We're, we're not saying don't do anything, but we're saying like stop trying to force things and actually allow things to come to you. I have that's a feeling, it. Shannon, that's what's going to happen with with your next book, and I can't wait to hear what it is. So Yes, yes. And actually, that's the process I've been on. True. Uh, usually, usually at this point, I will always have another book in place and ready. And over the last couple months, it was like, I'm not even worried. And then lo and behold, about two weeks ago, it came through like a, like a racehorse, and I sat down and wrote the table of contents for my next book. You're the first one to oh hear this. My I haven't even told my agent gosh. or my mom. 
So now you know. Best day ever. That's all I can share so far. But I will wow. say every book I write is birthed from some aspect of the current book. So, you know, Adventures for Your Souls about your mental mind. And there's a whole chapter called Me Matters that led to self-love experiment. There was yes. a chapter in there about your joy. So every book, there's it's almost like I leave Easter eggs without even knowing it. Yeah. Well, what's cool for me to hear that besides it's just really freaking cool that I just got the inside scoop, Shannon. <laughs> you but really you know what's so cool is it seems to me that next idea came to you so quickly. And here we are yeah. talking about the whole concept of this book is a return to you is a being centered, grounded in peace, trusting yourself, you weren't even trying, and you got the idea. I yes. mean, come on, yes. Shannon, you can't, it, right? like, living, <laughs> you can't write this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're right. It just comes. So that's really the power of the process. That is, it is a process, but it's about alignment. Ultimately, if you were to boil this book in the process and what I am here to help people with, it's about aligning to your true self. Mm -hmm. Because from that place, you are so connected to your love. You are unstoppable. You're abundant. You get everything you need. It's a beautiful journey. There's no longer this stress and strain and this worry, am I doing it right? You know, you know. So good. Yeah. So, so good, it's a, Shannon. It's a gift to, to yourself and the world. Oh, my mm. gosh. If we could just focus more on aligning with ourselves, really the sky is the limit. We focus on mm. all these external things like we've been saying and trying to figure it out. And what we really need to be figuring out is ourselves and let yeah. the rest fall into place. So, it so, all falls so good. into place from there. Well, yeah. Shannon, I love having you on. I love this. Let's just keep talking. <laughs> Let's just keep Let's doing episodes. Like You're going to yes. have to come on every season, Shannon. <laughs> but is there anything that we didn't touch on that you want to share before we close out? I think that everything we touched on is really, really powerful. What I would ultimately get down to is you are on a journey and everyone who's listening today, I invite you to trust yourself just a little bit more. So whatever comes to you, whatever you have more power and more inspiration inside of you than perhaps you've given yourself credit mm -hmm. for. And this is a pathway you're stepping into to know that you matter. And this inner voice within you, this inner hearing or knowing, it's important. And uh, trust it always. Mm, I love that. Well, Shannon, where can people get the book? Where can they find you? All the goodies. Yeah. So much goodies. It's so like a candy store. <laughs> It's my candy store. It's better, right? Your feel-good candy store. <laughs> it is. So many things. So many things. Well, um, the book, Return to You, is available everywhere now. And, uh, it, you know, I wrote, a, I created a card deck, Unshakable Inner Peace, that came out last year. And a lot of the tools in the card deck are also, it turned into the book, mm -hmm. right? So there's certain things. So that's a very good companion guide. And what's really great is you can go to my website, playwiththeworld.com, take that free intuition quiz, or just cruise the site, connect with me on social media, Shannon Kaiser writes W-R-I-T-E-S for my E-S for my author pages. And I'm always trying to, uh, my goal and mission on social media is to be uplifting and joy and, and unite us in our love. So it's, it's a very safe place to feel that you can be yourself and come together. Yeah, definitely follow Shannon, check everything out. I will link everything in the show notes. Shannon, big hug. Hug you back. <laughs> and uh, it's a wonderful time to be here with you. Thank you so much for, for all your love and all the work you're doing as well. Thank you, Shannon. Shannon.